Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and right over there is CTO Jeff Freed. Jeff, hello. Hi, I'm right over here. Pete. I'm going to start panning our, our signal left and right so it feels like we're next to each other. There you go. There you uh, go. Always great to talk to you. If your users have been in enterprise long enough, they likely have a, a conflicted relationship, and, and that may be gracious uh, with the word intranet. Is it a panacea of access and collaboration, or is it a deep well of lost documents? We've seen it all, and today you are going to bring us hope. That, in fact, intranets are changing for the better, for the smarter, and for the faster. Is it, can, can you give us a State of the Union? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's funny because although I started really coming from a search perspective, a search nerd, I discovered that almost half of BA Insights projects are refreshes or replacements of intranets or a, a, a term called the digital workplace, which is in vogue. And it is very clear as I get into this sort of intranet market that intranets are back on the rise and they are like many sort of essential terms in IT. There's another cycle of what intranets mean, how they're deployed and, you know, sort of what's next. There's a group called the Digital Workplace Group that I love which has a great taxonomy where the traditional intranet that, as you say, many people have a love-hate relationship with is, you know, corporate information, policies, news, and maybe a directory. That was it. That's where you go fill out your vacation request form. Yep. That, that's your corporate calendar. That's pretty much what you cared about the intranet. But the directories are almost dead because yeah. they can't keep up with people. And increasingly, intranets also have internal collaboration tools. Some people consider their enterprise social network, their Jive or Yammer as part of their intranet. They certainly have HR systems like uh, here's your vacation hours and benefits and often now have self-service applications. I spoke at a intranet conference in Copenhagen this spring and uh, there was a group called Intra2 that had done some amazing benchmarking. It basically divided the type of tasks people do on their intranet into four things. Your library to get information, news to get updated, the collaboration to interact with folks, and tools to get sort of day-to-day -day jobs done that are often, you know, specialized tools. And then they looked at several hundred intranet and measured what people put on the front page, the homepage of their intranet and color-coded it. And what just hit me over the head was that the news function, which users cared about about 10%, was often 70 to 90% of the real estate of the internet. <laughs> Where does that come from? Is that because it's the easiest thing we knew how to do? No, it's because the intranet project is typically owned by corporate communications. Yeah. And their mindset is that their job is to have employees informed about the corporate news, and therefore the news is the most important thing. Sure. I also love this group called the, the Nielsen-Norman Group, which is a market analyst group that does a lot of things around intranet design. They, they put out trends every year, best designs. They've also been tracking the average project time. And the intranets in 2011 averaged... 6.2 years to build. And now 
it's been very steeply declining down to about one and a half years. And there's a rise of prepackaged intranets rather than full custom intranets. And SharePoint and Office 365 have become the top platform for intranets by far. Eight out of 10 of the winning intranets in their design contest this year used SharePoint or Office 365 as opposed to seven out of 10 last year and the year before and five out of 10 previous to that. So that's definitely a sign to me that intranets are back on the rise and that they're changing. And, and Microsoft has started talking about the mobile intelligent intranet as part of their uh, what's called the future of SharePoint uh, introductions that they announced back on May 4th and are there rolling out. They have now uh, what they call an intranet in your pocket. Um, and I'm running the SharePoint mobile app, which is the start of that, and a new framework called the SharePoint framework for extending Office 365 to make an intelligent intranet. How, what is the uh, what is the function of the intranet in your pocket, right? The the mobile experience. It's, uh, we're just talking about a suite of apps, or is there more of a philosophical bent to what they're they're trying to accomplish here? Well, I'll be a, a slightly jaded, which is to say, Microsoft has been late to the game on mobile in general. Yeah. So you could look at this as simply SharePoint is catching up, uh, but what what it actually is is a native app that will run in. Your iPhone today, your Android, actually in about a month, that has SharePoint sites, people, search, discovery of activities and people, alerts, and news and announcements in a native app so that you can do things like, you know, shake it and using shake gestures. It's more, sure. it's it's much, uh, and it, it, it fits the screen and works with, I often describe this as people that have one eye and one thumb um, have to be able to to uh, to use it. It is um, it is a it, it's an incredible gift. I think the it to, that it is uh, absolutely accessible and good looking, right? I mean, there's so much of this that is just it, it's approachable for users rather than where we have been. Absolutely, and actually, from the in the SharePoint world, one of the biggest things is that people hate the way that SharePoint has looked. Yeah. So there's been, I count, 14 new entrants as uh, ready-to-go intranet on SharePoint or ready-to-go intranet on Office 365 packages, most of them from system integrators that have traditionally built custom intranets, whose main selling point actually is a visual design that does not look like SharePoint. Fascinating. And now there's a that out-of-the-box at least on mobile and rolling out in in stages on the uh, you know desktop browser experience. So we're we're talking about the internet just modernizing first of all, but but there are these other elements, and you've already brought up the fact that you know intranets that are truly user focused and not corporate communications focused. That's that's certainly one element to modernizing the internet. But what does it take for the internet to become intelligent, in your view? That's a good question. I've been thinking about this a lot and we'll be talking and writing and building um, software around this very actively for probably the next year. 
but let, let's start with sort of how do you know if you're intelligent, in, internet is intelligent. I happen to be at SP TechCon as a speaker and brought along a video camera that I'd, I'd bought for my son to do his uh, orchestra audition that had to be high quality video. And I just set it up and asked about 20 MVPs, all, you know, mostly friends, what they thought the intelligent intranet was. And I got answers that were all over the map. But one of the one of the folks said, "Well, I don't know what an intelligent internet is, but I certainly know what a dumb internet is because that's what I use now." There's some commonalities that I see across these opinions. You know, if you want to go and sort of take the the quiz, is your internet intelligent? One of the attributes is, can you use it to get at everything you need to? It's intelligent if it covers your needs, right? It, uh, so you can get to all the content you need in one place. Right. This this is uh, goes toward fighting the 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 black hole of lost content. Yes, exactly. And and the, rather than the intranet becoming just another silo, it's a place to go that should bring in, you know, an, an intranet is a portal, should bring in everything you need. Right. Um, the second thing that almost everyone I interviewed uh, mentioned was that it's adaptive, right? It adapts to your preferences and what you're doing now. So that if I am filling out my expense reports, it's going to be much easier to pop up a calendar in the expense report tool. If I'm working on a client report, it becomes much more of a library of content I might want to steal from for the task at hand. So the sort of adaptive or personalized nature is part of what it means to have an intelligent internet. And and does this does this count in in terms of you know would you say that personalized and personalizable are two different things here? Because one of the things I'm thinking about in, when you say adaptive, it's when I go to my expense report, it automatically figures out what I need to what I need to do without me saying edit the widgets that are on my expense report screen. You know, that's one of the things I'm suffering through in my current intranet, which is just miserable. And so we're, we're talking about something that, it, that has a level of, uh, not to steal the phrase, intelligence to it, to the m modality of it, yes. without me having to, or users having to take action. Well, I think from a user perspective, it is personalized. The isable um, adjective comes in, into play when you talk about how you build it. Yeah. Almost by definition, anything that Microsoft comes out with as a platform has to be very broad market and built to the, the lowest common denominator. And the way that they make it so that it's a really good experience for any particular individual is to make it personalizable. But your experience as a user should be, it sort of knows what you want and caters to you. Uh, and some of that may be in your control. For example, mm -hmm. I use a uh, a little toolbar add-on that I drag things into, and then the things that I use are essentially bookmarks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and your the the next point I think is one I'm I'm really interested in because this gets to my my uh, you know desire for a future of smart robot overlords. Yeah, exactly. That's um, and this is the proactivity part of it. Um, yeah. Your internet should suggest things that you might not have thought about. Um, and this, in some ways, goes way back 
in the information research, the literature, as well as in the industry, there's the stuff that you know about, and then there's all the stuff you don't really know about. And if you try to keep on top of the next ring out, you will drown in information overload. But if you have the machine somehow suggest things that you ought to know about, that's a way of dealing with it. And you see that principle in the digital sort of personal assistance, the sort of uh, Siri or Google Now or Echo. And most high-end search systems are have a tuning that's not, that's give me what I'm looking for, but also give me some pleasant surprises from time to time. And I think that's the piece that's most obviously identifiable as intelligent. As a technologist and and with a fondness that I know you have for your academic background, what is it about where we are right now uh, that makes us more equipped to accomplish the the next sort of plateau of intelligent intranet? Because it feels like we've been striving for this for a long time. Yeah, I think there's a confluence of two sides. I think there's the piece that is that the technology has matured. Many of the personalized and proactive things that are possible today are not new ideas. They're just much easier to build. Um, machine learning, you know, I, I did a start speech recognition startup 15 years ago that used very sophisticated machine learning. The algorithms used today are the same, but they're so much easier to build because they're packaged in so that you don't need to be a PhD in advanced mathematics to to get good results. So the technology has progressed and the nature of a lot of this technology is it's data driven. So the more data you have, the better it is. Uh, and, and we're all used to the fact that the amount of data is exploding. The other side is I'll say user expectations and habits. If you had taken a, a typical computer user 10 years ago and given them something that made suggestions to them, they would have rejected it. And that ha actually happened in quite a number of cases. Now, because of mobile and because of uh, social networks that bring you events and pop things in, in front, people are much more tolerant or even desirous of this kind of experience. Yeah, the that's the it, it was certainly attuned to it for sure of of the sort of we're we're a notification culture. Yes. But but I think your other the the sort of other part of this question I remember when we rolled out our our intranet at the university I teach in and they they were so proud of themselves uh when they came to this user presentation to the the administrators and operations folks and said you are going to love this because you can find anything all you have to do is get familiar with regular expressions. Mhm. Mm well, that, that that became sort of a barrier, and and I think pushback is, uh, is using the term lightly. Yeah, and I think search is now become a layer that's behind so many things that search done well can be the crux of making your internet intelligent, right? So the attribute of being connected. Uh, you know, I recently wrote a white paper about. Um, the connected intranet. That, there we're talking about the same search concepts that people do in 
enterprise search or research portal kind of projects, but applied to your intranet that all of the key things you really need to get your job done are brought in for you. The way that most intranets degrade over time, a little bit different than the way search systems degrade over time, but they degrade through, I'll, I'll say, entropy and user chaos. You start with some nice navigation and then you have some reorganization and people put things in the wrong place and pretty soon you have a, a, a cruft of things which become almost unusable. Um, so having something be self-organized or at least machine organized with human direction is possible now because of the kind of text analytics and auto classification technology. For example, the Insights Auto Classifier is often used to mark things up according to both yesterday's organizational structure and today's organizational structure, so you can see it either way. You teased a few minutes ago that you're going to be busy uh, building software uh, supporting these initiatives. Talk a little bit about BA Insights uh, investment in this area. What uh, what do we have today? And, and give us an idea of direction as much as you feel like uh, you want to to pull back the curtain. I, I think if you take the, the elements that I've sort of distilled through these, you know, not just these interviews that I talked about as a video, but I've been doing a lot of sort of first-hand and primary and secondary market research. The elements of being connected, tag-driven, search-driven, personalized, proactive. The first three of these are very well covered with BA Insight technology today. Connected, of course, is a matter of the connectors that we have and the bringing things into either SharePoint or Office 365 or, or other search engines means that we can lend those connections to the out-of-the-box Microsoft intranet or actually any of the prepackaged things that run on top of them. Um, similarly, being tag-driven, once you create that structure, can apply and make things better across the board. So the, the sort of connected tag-driven, search-driven stuff we've got right now. Yeah, very much BA Insight stock and trade. There's two parts of being proactive. One part that we already built into a product we call InfoSites. That the basic idea of InfoSites is that you can easily say, this is what I'm interested in, and then you get a dynamically populated page that's set up with new things you might care about and also an alert if you want an alert mm -hmm. I'm, I'm personally driven crazy by email alerts but and we've had people who literally make a intranet that's organized by topic rather than anything static right the whole intranet becomes a tag driven experience mm -hmm. um and it's proactive, so it'll tell you when there's new stuff that relates to something you're working on. So that's already uh, something that we built with this in mind. The next step in it is to blend that with some of the uh, trending information. You know, Microsoft has a thing called the uh, the Office Graph. LinkedIn 
soon to be part of Microsoft, has a connection graph. Facebook has a connection graph. So using that kind of graph and there's machine learning in all three of those technology to tell you here's what's trending around you is is something that I've been working on, um, both directly and with Microsoft. That, that maybe gives you a, a sense. I have learned in my old age uh, not to encourage people too much on stuff that isn't built yet. I, my, I live with my head in the future, uh, with my feet in the present. And so what's exciting is that this is a new wave of intranet projects or digital workplace projects, whatever the, the word of the, the Vogue word is, and that it's coming into focus with some key attributes that do make things more intelligent. So the elements like connected, organized, and contextual, those are well covered today. And the personalization and proactivity have things that work today and the real thing where that's going is to have it sort of be smarter and smarter about the way it personalizes things so that you don't have to set it up to say, here's, here's what my preferences are or here's what I'm working on now. We have a lot to look f- forward to, clearly, and a lot of research to be done. When you're guiding uh, BA Insight clients, what are, you, what are you telling them they can do now today to acquaint themselves with this new uh, wave of intranet uh, technology? Well, the, the first advice is pretty much like what you'd say is common sense, is no matter what it is, look first at what your business needs are because you can fit technology into that rather than what's out there and then how do I apply it. So start with your business strategy and fit your IT strategy to that. Now that may, that's a bit motherhood, but when it comes specifically to intranets, check out the videos that I've posted of people describing the intelligent intranet and the uh, talk that uh, is a recorded webinar around the where Microsoft is going and how the SharePoint fabric impacts your intranet project. Always uh, think about your options, typically about how you build things, which have not fundamentally changed. You can have something that's out of the box, SharePoint or Office 365, you can add on sort of a ready-to-go intranet project product or um, some people call them accelerators, or you can build a full custom intranet. All of those are still valid options. They're all becoming easier. And so the six-year projects are becoming one-and-a-half-year projects or even six-month projects. You will probably still need to add connectivity and structure into the mix no matter which of those approaches you take. And in that case, definitely learn about BA Insights products for adding external content and adding structure. And, and that's what I'd advise. Um, I would love anybody listening to share your story and your uh, opinion as we get much deeper into how to make intelligent intranets um, and make them uh, so that they're 
really easy to deploy and really delightful to use. Um, I'm looking for all of the, the the feedback I can get. How would you like that feedback? Any way you like. Uh, along with this uh, podcast, there'll be uh, a link to a um, feedback box on our website. Uh, and I, you can also my email address. So you can uh, just drop me an email. Absolutely. And, you know, if you have, this is a community, as we have certainly uh, uncovered, a community of voracious writers about experiences. If you've written something on your own blog, uh, share it. We'd love to hear from it and read it uh, on your own site. If, you, if you've already done this work, please share those links. Um, and, uh, of course, you can always tweet Jeff in his late night uh, tweet storms. Uh, This has been fascinating, Uh, Jeff, and I got to tell you, I'm very excited, mostly because I get the feeling that your team at BA Insights, you're the guys working on this who are also equally historically frustrated with intranets, and no better people to build the future intranet than people who have been frustrated by the past. (laughs) Yes, that's um, that's, uh, one of the great things about engineering is you can do something about your frustrations. Thank goodness for that. This has been a great conversation. Any final words? I think we've got, we'll have a good set of show notes and links, uh, but uh, any closing comments from you? Uh, no, watch this space for more. I think yeah. that uh, if you take a step back and ask yourself, is your internet intelligent? You might have some useful insights for you in your day-to-day environment and certainly share any feedback, ideas, blogs, information you may have now because I think this is a very timely movement and a whole new wave of uh, of intranets. A lot to look forward to. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and joining us uh, this week. Don't forget, you can listen to the show on the website at bainsight.com with all those great resources. And if you're listening on the website, subscribe for free in your podcast application of choice. On behalf of Jeff Freed, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.